0: Lokan no prashna chhe, ke when can one say the pariksha Lokan has been done? Uh, in Kathopanishad, uh, it is mentioned in one of the Tikas, it is mentioned ke Pariksha Lokan is uh, described as the pleasure from karma uh, when one realizes that it is of insufficient nature and transient nature. When one realizes that, then that is kind of the Pariksha Lokan. Uh, my question is uh, like a person may be detested and he may not do, he may not uh, hold any more interest in the worldly achievements and actions to accomplish something. And uh, he also turned to Vedanta having a special desire. Uh, to the extent that it has become his or her only desire. Is it sufficient to say that person has done the Pariksha Lokan? So, again, when can one say the Pariksha Lokan has been done?
1: Pariksha Lokan means it should create Nirveda Mayat, meaning Vairagya. That is a scriptural way of saying. Then we have Vairāgya, the uh, uh, science of Vairāgya is Śyamā, Śyamā, Dhamma, Uparama. So, Vairāgya should ultimately be translated, as I said, it may be an intellectual process, Parīkṣalokāna, and it should be translated to the emotional level, when you Uparam, the extent to which, your tranquility of the mind, self-control and uh, inwardness of the mind, to that extent you can say Vairagya is there. So, so, Shama
0: Dhamma is an emotional...
1: Right. Ha, because uh, sama means freedom from reactions. Dhamma means also freedom from reacting actions. So, Dama is grosser. So, when we cannot control the mind, then it wants to express an action then dhamma comes into play. And when you are able to control the mind itself, then dhamma is not required. So then, uh, basically, shama dhamma, and the extent which shama dhamma is there, then uparama is there. So that is the test of vairagya, or nirveda. That will become the test of the viveka. Parikshaloka is viveka. So viveka results in the vairagya, Vairagya into samadhi-shatka-sampathya, but viveka, vairagya basically are in the intellectual level, to begin with. And then gets translated to the emotional level, or to emotional maturity, that is upara. So, only when the viveka, vairagya has translated into, or Vivek has
0: translated into samadama-uparama? Viveka
1: translates into vairagya, vairagya into samadama-uparama.
0: Is it
1: possible that Vivek translates into Vairagya without happening of Dama? Yeah. Vairagya can be intellectual level also. Right. So, Viveka Vairagya can be intellectual level when you are alert. But when you are not, then the emotions take over. So, that is when the Shamadishatka Sampakti comes. So, when the Vivek Vairagya translates into Shamadama, that is when we would
0: have. We would say that one has non-parikṣa-loka. Yeah, one is
2: vairāna.
1: Parikṣa-loka yes. means veveka. Parikṣa-loka means veveka. To begin, with, usually it is. Nāstha-kṛta-kṛtena. There is no… Uh, uh, by karma you cannot get impermanent. So, all that is an intellectual, you know, understand. So, variety that comes also, you realize that. So, you can realize when... Uh, intellectual means that when you are alert, you are able to put into practice. When you are not, that is when your uh, emotions come. That's where emotional maturity is required because more often than not, emotions control us.
0: That one has not uh, yet done the Pariksha Lokan and uh, yet has the commitment to knowledge, Narayan, then what should one do? So, for Pariksha Lokan to happen, what should a seeker do?
1: So, then when you find, finds, that means that emotion the emotional maturity.
2: The
1: emotional maturity is also a process. So, yes, there is a the value for knowledge, as I said, there is an intellectual value. And this emotional immaturity becomes an obstacle to fulfilling the value. So, while one is pursuing that desire to pursue knowledge, simultaneously also should work for emotional immaturity. And As far as we are concerned, Vedanta Bhagavad Gita teaches Karma Yoga. Or, it can be worship of surrender and worship of Lord. Like karma Yoga is a cross manifestation of Bhakti, but one can have the worship to the Lord, surrender to the Lord, because emotional maturity requires Ishvara's grace. So, that comes by pleasing the Lord. So, you perform action, your day-to-day action, or you perform special actions. Pujanam, Japaha, Chintanam. That you can do also, it also brings about international grammar But there also to do that itself requires some maturity. For that karma yoga. So karma yoga is able to deal with many gross level of uh, impulses. Then somewhat subtle level of impulses by bhakti. And finally by jnana. That's the krama. So by karma are the main values basically. Putting values into practice. Hmm.
0: This question is regarding sorry. This question is regarding desire. Uh, a seeker generally has a desire to study. Uh, like study Vedanta, Upanishad Bhashya, Prasthantrai, for knowing Narayana. Hmm. Um, what kind of desire is this? Is it a desire that can be given up? And uh, this question is regarding Vairagya. Like, because any desire is in the way of Vairagya. But this desire is to know the Self to know Narayan, but desire itself has a prayojana. So, mm-hmm. can it drive Dvesha instead of uh, getting rid of it?
1: It is purely desire for knowledge. Yes. But you see, desire for knowledge also means, desire for whatever is required for knowledge. So desire for knowledge will translate into studying, listening and what goes with it. If there are factors that come against that, there can be iteration because there is Raga for this. So even desire for knowledge also should be accompanied with working on emotional maturity. Otherwise that desire my desire by itself will not be adequate. Because then if they, things keep on disturbing us. So what is meant by emotional maturity is to be able to maintain a composure of mind in spite of um, prevailing situations which we cannot control. Now if that keeps on bothering us, then that comes in the way of fulfilling the desire for knowledge also. So this spiritual pursuit even for knowledge, must be constantly accompanied with what is required to gain emotional maturity. There is no choice as far as emotional maturity is concerned. And the only thing we can do is, whatever prevailing situations are, they can be made means of emotional maturity. That, that's a clever way of doing If it is difficult, then you can change the situation. Not that you cannot, if you can. Uh, but you never know what the next situation is going to be, it is there, but still. You always have a choice to change the situation. At the same time, It is situation that keeps on pushing buttons one way or the other and it can they say, help us or hurt us, either way. So to use that situation to help us will bring our emotional maturity. If that hurts us, then it it goes against our uh, uh, emotional agenda. So uh, basically, uh, it is just a matter of uh, one's karmic. So, what it is that one wants to do, what is important. If this is a desire for knowledge, then that must be like on the emotional maturity. Then, what should be given importance? What is not? What should let go? You know. What should we let go to have that peace of mind? Peace of mind becomes more important but uh, it's, it's, it's a simple word but it takes into account many things.
0: That is true, but this is also about managing time. So, mm-hmm. one has a desire and in uh, how much time we have, uh, there are obstacles in fulfilling that desire. That is why Rag and Dmesh can aggravate. I mean, yes, emotional maturity, but also because to fulfill the desire, you need that time. So, uh, in that case, should we look at it as, okay, I have the right circumstances, I have everything, but uh, right now the obstacles are coming, so that must be Ishvara's, uh you know, wish mm-hmm. and take it from there,
1: and uh, you kind know, of uh, just hope that things will turn out fine. Like, yeah, but if it is Ishvara's wish, then our attitude towards situation changes. Then let go things, then let Ishvara function. So surrender to Ishvara, then he surrendered to Ishvara and Ishvara's wish. Then surrender to… what we cannot control basically. God give me serenity to accept graceful what I cannot control. And give me courage to change what I can, change myself. I cannot control the situation of others. So graceful acceptance. And courage to change myself. To for graceful acceptance. So that is surrender to Ishvara. What when you don't have a choice? So in a way, we have to see what choice do we have? What freedom do we have? Now you cannot claim the freedom that we don't have. Otherwise conflicts are there. So we have to see what freedom do I have. In that, I have to function. I don't have the freedom how to use that as, um, as karma yoga, as Saranjata Ishwara. What I think you should I have. When I don't have freedom, graceful acceptance. When I have freedom, courage to change. Graceful acceptance itself requires courage because you will change. You know. So, it's one thing to desire something, it's another thing to see whether or not do we have the freedom to fulfill that desire. What is my freedom? What living do I have? And uh, so, we are not able to control everything, not able to do what we want to always. And we have to, uh, you know, uh, what shall I say? Uh, Accommodate the prevailing situation. I mean, uh, that's part of emotional journey.
0: Finally, so uh, this triggers me a question. Uh, like in the past, uh, I went to a cult in uh, one of the places, and there, there was a uh, uh, Sanyasi Swami day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like mm-hmm. six years he had been serving that mm-hmm. ashram, um, and he was a doctor, a male mass doctor. Mm-hmm. Mass doctor. Mm-hmm. So uh, it just happened to get into conversation, and he said, "I always wanted to study. That is why I came here. But to this day, uh, I haven't been able to do it." Uh, and but I have now devoted to uh, like service.
1: ashram, and, yeah, service to the ashram, and just uh, kind of prevailing to Ma's words that whatever you do to stay kind of content, and content, content, satisfied. Mm, mm, it? Mm. So right, but so that, that requires also, a tremendous uh, in Ma. That Maya has created the situation and it's all right for me, but sure. Ishwara. So, uh, it is true that uh, you look at the situation and see what freedom do you have, what you don't have, what is Ishwara's wish and uh, otherwise we cannot, the resistance we don't can, cannot let go, then conflict will remain all the time.
0: Yeah, it is hard because once you have a desire, It already kind of, if, as Swamiji said, if that emotional maturity is not there and then if you are driven by whatever desire is there, one has to fulfill it, then there is kind of a conflict Mm. or there is likelihood of Mm. a conflict. Mm. So the answer is then emotional maturity. To work with emotional maturity and uh, Graceful acceptance.
1: for knowledge, work with this also, meaning that in whatever situation you are, use that as a means of emotional maturity, and understand that is equally important, maybe even more important, because more mature you are, more effective is your śrāvana, you
2: know.
1: So uh, therefore, emotional is part of pursuing knowledge, only. Part of fulfilling the desire, you should know that. The desire for knowledge includes this, and so if you are able to do that, it is fulfillment of the desire because this is going to be directly helpful. It's a means of moksha only. If that clarity is there in the mind, though we resistance resistance or conflict there, otherwise constant conflict is there. So, that one has desire for knowledge, a genuine desire. Now, how much freedom do I have to fulfill that desire? What are the situations I am in? What are the constraints I have? And based on those constraints, what freedom do I have? I can exercise freedom that I have. And do what I can. Where I don't have, I can surrender to other. That means surrender to situation, graceful acceptance.
0: Many times the desire is uh, not so general but specific, that to have a desire for knowledge is one thing and then when it is fitted in the mind, that the desire for knowledge through Shravanam, uh, not Shravanam but through the study of uh, Prasthantra, like the in-depth bhasya etc. Like many of the seekers are even like Guruhastha and they hold kind of, you know, the same kind of interest uh, and they are not able to do. And then that creates a kind of frustration that yes, I have a desire to study this uh, text, uh, but I am not getting... There are many Guru's
1: who are able to do that. Many. We had a couple, old couple, you know, they were spending the whole day in listening to tapes and that was the only thing they did. His Mahindrave Larani also. That's all he does. And he has withdrawn from other Bibahara etc. Because he can he has that freedom. Those people had freedom.
0: So it all boils if down, down to freedom,
1: freedom. Yeah, it boils down to
0: freedom. Boils down to whether in so it is all prarad. Each person has that praradha, mm-hmm. whether that a person has the freedom to, and so one has to work with that freedom, with that given circumstances and move ahead.
1: Right. Use that to the best. Yeah. Except assuming that that is Ishwara's uh, Ishvara's scheme. Hmm. Ishwara has created a scheme for me, so this must be right for me. Hmm. And so rather than having some kind of ideal to try to fit in there, hmm. what is, how can that be best utilized? Because it is Ishwara's scheme. And one has different scheme for everybody. Mm. So for me, this is the scheme, looks like. Because this is freedom I have. Mm. I don't have the freedom. So uh, when there is no freedom, let go. When there is freedom, you make the best use of it.
2: Mm.
1: Then you manage your time, manage in freedom that you have, you manage the best you can. Mm. don't have freedom, surrender to other. So when you manage, then also you know that you are using your time etc. properly and when you are letting go to Ishvara, there is no conflict when you don't have freedom.
0: This is again coming from Kathop Nishad. In the Tika, it was explained the, the Shama Dhammas, the Sadhan Chatushtai Sampatti. The sequence was explained. Uh, the Shama Dhamma, Uparati, Shraddha, Samadhan, Mumukshu. How this plays around. Uh, that in a happy mind, automatically the Shama comes and then automatically the Dhamma, self-control comes. Since uh, there is no reason to apply sense organs in the pursuit of sense pleasures, and automatically happiness comes in myself, so there is Uparati. Um, And I don't get, basically I don't get disturbed by disturbance coming from outside, so that is Uparati. And in such a mind comes reverence for scriptures and teacher. Uh, So this was Shraddha, this is how it was described there. and. I don't know. Perhaps this was for the first time it struck to me that this is the kind of sequence, uh, because it is always we say that Shraddha is a matter of happening. One cannot. Uh, it is not something. Yeah. So.
1: Doing other things creates a mind where Shraddha arises. Right. In a samadhi, Samadham, yeah. Yes. samadhi, etc. Yes. Because when the mind is sattvic, siddha will happen.
0: Hmm.
1: So, shindha will manifest in a sattvic mind. Hmm. And that shama, are the means of making the mind sattvic. Hmm. So, whatever is potentially there, siddha, bhakti, they will manifest. They will manifest. And you know that uh, I have, automatically I find, I have a trust hmm. in scriptures, in the teachers etc. You find that to be so. Hmm. So, then you know that you are getting the
0: So if one has, if one is a mumukshu, if one finds uh, himself as a mumukshu and possessing vairagya to somewhat, uh, to some extent, uh, but one lacks the uh, everlasting shraddha that is required to pursue this knowledge, and does that mean that one has to work on that shrama-dhamma to kind of
1: yeah, because that mumukshuttvam may not be that firm. So. Hmm. Vairagya may not be firm. Hmm. See, Viveksuna, Vairagya, the hmm. Vairagya the is mumukshuttvam tivaram yasthidu vinyate. When Vairagya and mumukshuttvam is tivra, then know that other things are there.
2: Hmm. If
1: it's not so, then Samadhi is not there. Hmm. So, we have to keep working on it, keep taking stock of our own self, and keep working on that. That both vases are going on, hmm. At intellectual level, pursuit of scripture study.
2: Hmm.
1: At emotional level, emotional mature.
0: Samejishankaracharya Shank, uh, ji mentions, uh, he emphasizes Momukshatvam uh, and uh, Vairagya the most among all these.
1: Not emphasis, he says these are the tests. And vairāgya tīvra means the samadhi shatka-sampati is there hmm. and when he is there then mūkṣṭva will come. So mūkṣṭva is there and samadhi shatka-sampati is there. Hmm. Vairāgya means proper Viveka is there. So vairāgyam cya mūkṣṭva tīvraṁ yasthu vinyatai. Then he becomes recipient of the Krupa of the scriptures and the teacher etc.
0: In uh, what I was listening in Kathopanishad, I think Swamiji mentioned that uh, Momokshu and Vairagya, that was emphasized by Bhastra as the most important values. And uh, because during the initials, no, is, uh, that was from Vivek Chudam. Okay. And to my, I mean, I thought, I, I understood it as uh, if those two are kind of, your strong somebody's strong points, then the rest. If they are lacking in it, like if the Shamadhamma is not there yet, or not very strongly there, then as well it may kind of follow down the course. No, but mumukshutva
1: they cannot be strong
0: if they if Shama is not there. Mumukshutva will not be
1: strong.
0: So this is the basically sequence. This is the sequence. Shama vivek vairagya, shama dhamma, and then once mm. that state of mind is there, then that moksha. mumukshutvam, uh, can set to be the. So it's a process.
1: It's not that this is a compartment. Viveka, to vairagya, to shama to mokshutva, viveka, vairagya. It's a spiral. Mm. It's an upward spiral. It's not that it takes place in one day, but hmm. it's compartment. Hmm. One it's a helps the other, the other helps the other, each one helps the other. It's all complementary.
0: And then uh, it all boils down to what uh, mumukshutvam, uh, what one understands mu- mumukshutvam as, because See, in my no life
1: desire, there is only one desire. There is no desire. There is no desire, there are no reactions. Hmm. So in our mind if there are other reactions, that means other desires are there, Rāgadveshās are there, so mūkṣṭha is not only one.
2: Hmm.
1: It is one of the things. Mukshutva hmm. means the only desire for moksha. that means no other desire is there. Hmm. That means that mind doesn't get distracted at all, hmm. doesn't react. So total samadhi-hatku-sampadhi is there. Hmm. So mūkṣṭha means only one desire that's for moksha. And therefore whatever desires arise you have to examine and convert it to moksha. And uh, if reactions arise and samadhi things you have to work on them. Muk-suttam is not easy. If you are there you are close to knowledge. And moksutam becomes tivra, you are closer and closer. Because you don't want anything else. So, Vairagya manifests as Moksutta. Okay. The mature of Vairagya means freedom of Raghav will result in Moksutta. Each one helps them. Okay. That's why Moksutta was emphasized. Okay. It means that we have total Vairagya.
0: Okay. Swamiji, if uh, a bhakta has turned to knowledge uh, uh, for knowing Narayan, would I mean can one say the desire for knowing Narayan is mukshutam? Can that be equated? But
1: it can be a vague desire. Mukshutam is a specific desire. Hmm. Ahamkara, lehan, daan, bandha, jnana, kalpitam. atma tattva, means the desire to become free from samsara by the knowledge of self. So jignasa. Specific desire and strong desire for knowledge and recognition and that's the only thing that can help me, that's all that I need. So mumukshuttvam results into the desire, only desire for knowledge and nothing else comes in the way.
0: So then there is there one step, uh, like the Self, the desire to know Narayan uh, should become the desire to know the Self? Before yeah,
1: Mahakka? Depends. If you are if you are pursuing knowledge and desire to know Narayana narayana is a self. Vedanta means narayana, it reveals that Narayana is a self. Self is Narayana. Mm-hmm. So desire to know Narayana is ultimately desire to know the self.
0: That Vedanta will reveal. So that's what it's revealing.
1: Yeah. If, if Bhakta doesn't hasn't have that. For him, Narayana
0: is Saguna Brahman. Hmm. And he has to realize that. For that, the process upasana. Hmm. But the Bhakta knows that yes, I uh, worship uh, b- uh, Bhagavan as uh, Saguna Bhagavan, but uh, his form is formless. Uh, he knows about the Nirguna, but as a Bhakta, he is doing the bhakti in the form of Saguna. So
1: that is good. That's a part of the process of emotional maturity. Okay. Mm. Karnavir are all included mm. for integration. Sudhi.
2: Mm.
1: So you don't have to worry about Nirvana Nirvana. Mm. When you're worshipping, worshipping Ishwara, in a certain, you know, Vishesha etc. That is when the, otherwise you cannot have emotion. Mm. You can't have emotion on Nirvana. So, Narayana means Narayana. Whatever concept you have, then there is an emotional connection. Then you can worship Him, meditate upon Him, surrender to Him. You can become part of your life. And that's how Anta Gansukni happens. So, we don't have to convert everything into nirvishesha etc.
2: It will, in course of time, happen. With Narayana's grace, it will happen.
1: So, all these can go together, Mm -hmm. you can be listening to scriptures, Mm -hmm. you can be doing your earth as Karma Yoga and you can be worshipping Narayana also. worship is a personal thing, in whichever way you worship, that is no, you know. So, that is why we include everything in our routine here. All of this is all upasana is there, Karma Yoga gets included when they, you know, work on these things. Pursuit of uh, Sri also is there.
2: That's the
0: idea. So, to conclude so on our question of Shraddha. So basically, uh, by working on shamadama the Shraddha can be uh, increased or be, uh, yes. like abiding. And uh, for knowledge… Uh, to Bhakti
1: requires Shrama Dhamma. Even worship also requires shemadama. the mind gets distracted, cannot focus. If the mind doesn't have that peace, it cannot focus on also. So that emotional maturity is the requirement of both knowledge and bhakti, and both help. Shravanam helps you in understanding and resolving many things in the mind. And bhakti helps you to get Ishvara's grace so both of them help Antakaran shuddhi also but both become more effective more shuddha antahkaranis mm. uh-huh.
2: understand
0: the they will, it's, so they are interrelated so they they by doing the shravanam and bhakti uh, the Antakaran shuddhi will happen and by Antakaran shuddhi those will get more yes and uh, so then Shraddha is also a very important tool, can one say that uh, for abiding in knowledge? It also happens, Shraddha also comes
1: along with Bhakti.
0: Shraddha comes, but more, uh, stronger the Shraddha or the, the kind of Shraddha we need for knowledge.
1: You always have you should not, the fact that you are doing shravana I means Shraddha is there. Your Shraddha in scripture, your Shraddha in teacher, you could not have been doing Shraddha anyway. So, Shraddha is that. Shraddha is more at intellectual level, Bhakti is at the emotional
2: level.
1: Hmm. That was Bhakti for emotional maturity. Karmaya is part of Bhakti and Upasana is second part of Bhakti.
0: Both requires attitude, bhakti. Bhakti, hmm. is, bhakti is an attitude, right? Yeah, bhakti
1: is love for God, right? Is
0: right, but when we express it through karma yoga or upasana, then the bhakti would kind of, uh, it is the attitude through which you, that is how you measure bhakti. The
1: extent to which you have buddhi. Graceful acceptance.
0: Graceful acceptance.
1: The extent to which you are able to offer your karma without resistance,
0: with
1: that extent the bhakti, can you measure
0: Many times it is seen that uh, when one is, uh, when a bhakti is doing his bhakti through karma yoga, uh, then uh, it seems that one holds on to the karma as expression of bhakti. So, that is not so, right? As Swami is saying, it is the graceful acceptance of when outcome. you are doing the karma. Uh, so, that is the measure of bhakti mm-hmm. rather graceful than acceptance of karma, how you do the karma. Graceful
1: acceptance of karma and graceful acceptance of karma phala. That karma also is given by Ishvara and phala also is given by Ishvara. So, graceful acceptance both all, all levels.
0: Graceful acceptance of karma, meaning that uh, you don't resist the karma you are given.
1: Mm. And graceful acceptance of karma, what does that mean?
0: Outcome. whether
1: you know, the desired outcome comes or not, or other agenda, you know, recognition, this, that and so forth. Mm -hmm. Then also, because more you get satisfaction in karma, this thing will be less and less important. Karma, ananjama, when more you enjoy the karma, mm. less becomes the importance of karma mm.
0: But ultimately karma can also become a distraction or it can hold you.
1: Well, that's a good stage to come.
0: Then karma follow, law, then I see. When you love to do things, then
1: it's certainly a good thing. Then you have a choice not to do Then you mm. do something else.
0: But so, then we have to have a love for karma but not have a possession of karma, that is…
1: Love is always free from possession. I mean, love is measured by freedom from possession. Hmm. There is never pure love, etc., but generally speaking, hmm. love means the expectation is not there. Hmm. And possession is part of expectation.
2: Hmm. Possession involves a demand. Hmm.
0: Say a bhakta, because in Vaishnava sampradaya, the seva bhakti they kind of follow is uh, they make offerings, food for uh, Bhagavan. Mm-hmm. So that is also kind of uh, karma, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so uh, if one is holding on to it, would it that I want to make something for Bhagavan? Can we say it is a possession?
1: Now, as long as you are making it for from making making itself is next, you know, always reminds you of Bhagavan. There is no possession. Possession is you demand from Bhagavan something, I did is, what did you do? Know? So, possession is demanding attention, demanding reward, demanding things, that's what. And therefore, uh, possession also brings about uh, jealousy and stuff like that. Because if other people possess them, there are always conflicts so, there is not possession. wants to please Bhagavan, there is no
2: possession then.
0: So, the element of possession comes from the expectation of the… Uh, from the Saviour, by the sevak? Like when the sevak has some kind of expectation from the Saviour? yes. Sir. That's when… When he denied, yes, that's
1: right. So, any demand is naturally, everybody has it, but any demand is an expression of, you can call it possession. Hmm. When demand is not fulfilled there is disappointment. Hmm. And when you perceive somebody else's demand fulfilled, then there is jealousy. Hmm. So, possession brings around all this stuff. Hmm. Disappointment, jealousy, hmm. rejection. Yeah. So, any relationship becomes then a toxic relationship like this, this kind of thing happens. So, you will watch out.
2: Mm.
1: Can relationship be helping me or hurting
2: me?
0: And so, the solution is always graceful acceptance that this is… Solution is first understanding the whole
2: thing.
1: What is happening in my mind? What am I doing? Why is my mind doing this, that and so forth? So, understanding is first thing. Then graceful acceptance comes, yes. of what I cannot change. Yes. Where I don't have freedom, so what is my freedom? Yes. yes. And how am I exercising my freedom? Yes. Is it free will, or is it, it use of free will, or what is it? The, first we have to understand our mind, yes. and why is the, does the mind feel the way it feels? Then we will know whether there is demand, expectation, what is that? If disappointments are there, that means my expectation was there. I am not saying it is not there, then we should know what it is. We should know the expectation that is doing this, so that we can clearly, you know, we may not blame something else. The expectation is doing it and other people or situation of x, y, z, they become all nilipta.
0: And then once we have that understanding uh, and we find that there are things one has to work on, hmm. then it is always the bhavana
1: that… It depends, often, often bhavana. but pratipaksha expressed in… Pratipaksha bhāna should not merely at the mental level, it should be physicalized. Attitude must be physicalized. Mm. So, Pratipaksha bhāna is there to help them do it, you know, that's the… Then that bhāna will become firm.
2: Mm.
1: This is when karma yoga comes. Karma yoga is an expression of that bhāna into karma. So, that becomes more and more fun. Mm. So, that's why karma is better than bhakti. Bhakti only at the level of bhava. Mm. which is good. But that seva is given, so karma is given. Mm. So, it's an expression of bhakti in the form of you do something concrete for, for your Lord. You want to do more, that's your pleasure, that's good.
2: Mm.
1: You want to offer more, nothing wrong, that's good. If you enjoy the process of offering, there's no possession there.
2: (laughs) Mm.
0: Thank you, Sanjay.